I'm Chris Motes, and this is Faith in Politics. On this broadcast, we range from the soul to the state as we cultivate those virtues and explore those principles that help us live well as faithful Catholics in this great land. Well, welcome back for another episode, folks. We are into October. It's one of my favorite months of the year when the flannels and the jeans come out, the leaves start to fall, beautiful weather. Also, it's Respect Life Month. We are going to be focusing on respecting life from conception to natural death on this program throughout the month of October. We've got a great list of guests uh, lined up for this month. So thanks for joining us. Also, for those of you who caught our little mini episode um, the other week, the St. Thomas More Society of South Dakota, Catholic lawyers in this great state, have invited us to join them as we begin uh, a novena, the, the first Friday devotion. For the next nine months, they've in, uh, invited us to, to pray with a particular way um, to the sacred heart of Jesus, that heart of love for the Dobbs case, the Dobbs versus uh, Jackson Women's Health big pro-life case. The Supreme Court is going to hear it in December, but they pointed out, hey, the the court's term opens in October and uh, we're expecting a decision by next June. That's actually nine months. It also happens to be the the length of a uh, pregnancy. So join us in praying for that big pro-life case for the next nine months. Okay, to kick off our Respect Life Month series, I am very excited to have on the program with us today, Leslie Unruh. Leslie, you are the founder of the Alpha Center in Sioux Falls. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you. It's great to be here. I am just delighted that you're on the show and and this name, Leslie Unruh. I'd heard so much about you for years from my folks and others in Sioux Falls. I was living out of state for, for military service and... Um, You've just got such a compelling story, and the Alpha Center does such great work, so I'm delighted to hear the story. But let's maybe just start out, you know, for those listeners who haven't maybe had the the pleasure of learning about the, the Alpha Center's mission, let's start out, Leslie, with what is the Alpha Center and what do you do? Well, we are what pro-life looks like. We love babies, we love moms, we love families, we love the dads, and we want to see mamas have no shame connected to this whole issue of shaming. And these young women are hurting and they come to us and they we, they want help, they want hope. And so we have a saying that's called, we clear the, the message of abortion with a message of hope. And uh-huh. we clear that whole, all that confusion that a young woman feels in her heart and all the pressure that's out there. And we save babies and we've been doing it since 1984. It's so beautiful. And I think for a pregnancy help center, a lot of people don't necessarily know that when when Roe versus Wade became the law of the land, abortion facilities, and we don't, we don't call them clinics on this show, abortion that's facilities good. outnumbered pregnancy help centers by three to one in this country. And now it's opposite. Mm-hmm. There are three pregnancy help centers for every one. Yes. And, and when we talk about pregnancy help centers in the state of South Dakota, we talk about Alpha Center. Wow. I mean, it's just, it's really amazing and beautiful. Going back to 1984, mm-hmm. what's the, what's the origin story of mm-hmm. Alpha Center? What, you know, what, what got you thinking that this was well, an important and need for South Dakota? I don't think we can take any credit for it. Um, I, I was one of those wounded women. And my husband was totally in a different place than I was. Mm. And um, I started 
really not because I wanted to, I just to help him. He had put a ad in the phone book without telling me, and he had thought he could he knew a man that was an inventor, and hmm. so they put um, because one of the hospitals at the time um, had put. And I think everybody would know who that would be. I won't say, but they had put this information on abortion information mm. and they said it was safer than childbirth and it really upset him. And so he decided to put this thing together and call this inventor a machine and he did different tapes and he said abortion information. And because he put that in there, it went automatically into the phone book and he started getting calls, mm. hundreds of calls of women who wanted to have an abortion. They wanted to talk to somebody. And he couldn't find anybody at that time. And so talk about a journey. Um, we kind of went around to every, everybody. And yes. um, at that time, I had asked Bishop Dudley to help me. And he said, okay, what do we got to do? And so we were able to get some people to answer the phones. But at first, I wasn't really comfortable with the whole message. Sure. But because I'd gone through it myself... And my situation was a health issue at the time. And yeah. the doctor that was my doctor yeah. happened to be the abortion doctor, Dr. Buck Williams at the time. Mm. And so I had a heart, what they call Wolf's Parkinson White. And he's like, no, we're not going to, we're not going to have a pregnancy here. And long story short, because I, over the years, you know, you have to go through the healing and take responsibility for it because I believe there were times when God wanted me to know yeah. Exactly. And there were warnings. Mm -hmm. But because of that pain and shame and everything that went with it, I came from a different perspective than the average pro-lifer. Yeah. I really came to the woman to say, hey, you know, you don't have to feel bad anymore. Let's get through this. Let's you don't have to do this. Yes. And I would tell her, you know, right. Pretty frankly, at that time, it was suction machines. And so I would say, uh, do you know what that's going to be like? And I'd be pretty honest about it, graphically honest. And they would say, no, I don't want to do that. Mm. So I started meeting these girls all sorts of places yeah. <laughs> late at night and um, we would save the baby and I would start bringing them home because they didn't have anywhere to go. And from that grew the Alpha Center because we couldn't keep all those um, <laughs> babies and girls at our house yeah. because we had five children of ourselves living at our house at the time. Yeah. And so it just evolved. It, there wasn't any national movement that I knew of at that time. And we just started helping them. And one day um, Bishop Dudley said to me, you need a maternity home. And I said, yeah, I do. And so there was a big home across the street from Augustana College and miraculously, Somebody bought it and we filled it up yeah. with girls and and <laughs> the rest is history. We've yes. been hanging in there all these years and just it's been it's been evolving for many years. And now we have this beautiful, fabulous yeah. center and yes. employees and and yeah, at the time it was all volunteers. Yes. It and anybody, I think anybody who stepped foot in your beautiful facility, um, realizes right away what you've been describing, which is healing and care for, for women is really at the center mm -hmm. of what you mm -hmm. do. You step in into the, into the office center and you're like, there's just like this aura of hospitality and peace. Um, there's nothing, uh, it's just so warm and welcoming. Mm -hmm. And I, everybody who, who goes, goes there, like they'll share that testimony mm -hmm. and you have, 
So part of what you offer now too is there's a beautiful, um, not only is, is there an opportunity to, you know, to speak with somebody, um, mm-hmm. really heart to heart sharing, but, but there's also, you have a medical director and, yes. and I understand Dr. an Dr. ultrasound Gordon. machine, yes. uh, kind of top of the line. Yes, we do. We have two of them. We even have one now for a van that we're going to be able to go out into different communities. Tell us more about the van because this oh, is a new so addition exciting. to the mission. This is so exciting. We are so excited about this. Well, abortion has changed and especially since COVID, yeah. most of abortions now are chemical abortions. So a woman takes two different pills. Yeah. So we will get a call from somewhere in the state and the girl will have found out from somewhere that you can actually stop and reverse the abortion by taking progesterone. Yep. So Dr. Ritter, our medical director, has done this several times and it's amazing yes. and it works and it's we've, we wanna do it more and more. And so we also had another doctor, Dr. Fegan, and he said, you know, we gotta get a van, we gotta get out there. And, yes. And we had others that partnered also as well. And they said, let's just, wherever a woman will call, we will help her. We will save her baby. And so we've been pretty excited. And so we're trying to get people in every town in South Dakota to say, hey, I'll help you. Nurses, doctors, and we can save these babies all over the state of South Dakota with this van. Well, it's really a beautiful thing too. I mean, and um, I don't know if I'm going to find the bill number. There was a bill last, uh, last legislative session at the conference supported it. Dr. Ritter testified, yes. you know, it's something, um, something like 30 to 40% of abortions in South Dakota, are what they call chemical abortions. Yes. It's essentially a poison that the yes. woman uh, takes. It's not mm-hmm. actually the, the abortion industry will call it a medication abortion, mm-hmm. but we have to remember that medication he- heals. It doesn't kill. Right. So that's it. And the abortion industry actually wants, they, they want an increasing number of these chemical abortions. So to actually, mm-hmm. you know, recognize that challenge and meet it with a, a mobile unit, it's, it's really, amazing. it's beautiful. It's really it's beautiful. It's amazing. We had a call from a young woman who was at a college, in her first week of college. And um, I had gotten, I don't kind of get to talking around and some woman just called me at home on the weekend and she said, there's a baby. It's, uh, it's, laying there. I said, what do you, what do you mean it's laying there? And she said, nobody is going to claim it, but there's this baby. And I was like, what are you talking about? She said, somebody had done an abortion themselves. See, the woman becomes the the abortion doctor mm. with these chemical abortions. And right. here she was, didn't know what to do. She left it in the shower room. Uh-huh. And this has now changed even post-abortion, women who are hurting after an abortion. Yeah. It's changed. A lot of times it would be five to 10 years after an abortion where yeah. a woman would feel like they want to come forward and get some help, but now it's immediate. Yes. So it's flipped this thing upside down really within the last year. Yes. And we are all having to come up to speed really fast in the pro-life movement of how do we reach out to these young women? Yeah, it, it's you know really a part of what Alpha Center has done through the years too has been to recognize that at the heart of this really maybe confusing or frightening Mm -hmm. experience for uh, a woman, oftentimes a very young woman, there may be coercion that's at the heart of it. So even in the legal arena, I know Alpha Center, working with legislators, and you've got a a great attorney, Mm -hmm. has been really instrumental to um, developing pro-life 
legislation for the state of South Dakota Mm -hmm. that is centered around providing really good, high quality information to women in these oftentimes coercive situations. Do you want to say a little more about that? That's something that's really happening right now, South Dakota, because we were very fortunate and blessed to have met a man who was the famous lawyer for the Baby M case. Yeah. And he started talking about all the statistics and what was happening with women, how many of them are coerced into abortion. Now there's pressure and then there's coercion. But like maybe a family member says, you're not going to college if you don't have an abortion or we're not going to give you that car. Or sometimes that happens, it's sad to say. Or there's a boyfriend or in one situation recently, there was a young woman who became pregnant by her boss. and. And he's like, I'm married. You have to, you have to have an abortion. And so she, she didn't want to. That's not what she believed in. Yes. And um, she ended up having two, in fact, mm-hmm. um, until finally, you know, we could say to her, "You're being coerced." Yeah. So many of these women want to tell their stories now, and they have told their stories. So we were able to take them to the South Dakota legis- legislature, and they heard those stories. And now we are on our way to Eighth Circuit Court. And this, it's big. It's something we need a lot of prayer, a lot of, uh, boy, this is going to be big for our whole country. And it, we're looking at being there in this next year, and yeah. we, could, we could be at the Supreme Court in one year. Yeah, and that's a, I mean, that, that case, it's Planned Parenthood versus Nome now because mm-hmm. she's the governor. Yes. But it started um, a decade ago with House mm-hmm. Bill 1217 in 2011. That's mm-hmm. something maybe I we needed to talk about more later in the month because that is mm-hmm. that is like a an untold story right now mm-hmm. that people don't really know about. It's got dynamite potential mm-hmm. um, in the pro life movement, especially if Dobbs. You know, s- some are thinking that maybe the court won't take Dobbs all the way. So to actually know that South Dakota, yes. originating with a kind of an alpha center yeah. message. <laughs> Um, has the potential to to shape pro-life policy for a whole country is really compelling. And my husband always says, we might be a flyover state, but we are a beacon of hope And when it comes to this issue. And, and God has risen up women that told their stories. And yes. so that's where my heart is. And that's why we have even a memorial garden at the Alpha Center. Yeah. So women can know that they don't have to live in shame, but they can go forward and that God loves them and has a plan for their life. You know, you've you've mentioned a number of times just the Lord as part of this story. It is are there any moments in the Alpha Center story where just the Lord's providence just jumps out at you and you can feel or see his blessing and protection, anything, I'm sure there are a million, but anything that really jumps out in your memory? Well, over the years, um, it's been, that's the only thing that keeps you going in this. It's hard. Yeah. It's it's very hard. Um, there was one young woman that brought a statue and put it in the garden. Mm. And I remember we were moving from that particular office over to our new office five years ago. And I remember there in the evening going back and looking at the different things, thinking I can't bring all these, but what can I do with them? I have to honor the women. But there is one statue of the Blessed Mother. Mm. And I never forget that night in the sunset. And I remember this peace. And I think to know that women need to know that they're loved 
and that the love is so great that they need to reach out and and know, and we have people that will put them in touch and to know they can there's healing. Yes. And I think to know that that was the one time I think for me that night, I it's hard for me to put into words because I don't want to start crying here. <laughs> so I'm planning on you asking Sometimes me that question. I cry. It's okay. <laughs> uh, it was an amazing moment. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. You know, you you mentioned too, Leslie, that it's hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that, especially as Christians, it is really important that we like bear one another up in, mm-hmm. in our burdens. Mm-hmm. Would you be willing to just share with the listeners part of the struggle? It could be a story or maybe just, you know, share the burden. I want to give people who are listening right now an opportunity to to bear you in the Alpha Center up in the difficulty. It is hard. Um, so in whatever way that listeners can, through prayer or otherwise, what, okay. t- tell us a little bit about what's hard about it. Well, you know, one time somebody said to me, boy, leadership is lonely. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah. And uh, I was giving a tour this last year. And, you know, you always think you've heard it all when you've seen different women come in for different reasons and you see the boyfriends or the fathers or the parents sitting in the parking lot and they're pressuring their, this young woman. And uh, the one very sad day for me was after giving this tour, I saw a man in the memorial garden for post-abortive men and women and he was just sobbing. Mm. And he was trying to stay away from the group that he had come with. And I noticed him and I thought, he must be a forgotten father. You know, men don't get to say in a, when a woman's pregnant with their child. And God puts in that man to be a protector. Mm. And yet there's all these crazy laws and he doesn't get to have a say. Yeah. And I just felt that pain in him and he was kind of waiting. And, and then pretty soon a woman walked up and she's like, I hope those women, and she pointed to the memorial wall where there's all these messages that are just heartbreaking that women have left or men or grandparents have left for for these children to honor them. And she pointed to it and she looked at me, she was angry and she said, I hope they give to you, Mm. to this organization. And I just looked at at her. And so I think for me, a lonely part is when I looked back at her and I wanted to say something that wasn't very kind at the moment because I felt like it was pretty protective of the women. And I said, well, we don't need to shame them anymore. They are living with the greatest heartbreak you can ever imagine. And I I think that um, we need to reach out more. And I think abortion would be over if we would look at the woman, we, it's easy to think about the baby and to say adoption's the answer. Yeah. But I think it would be over, would have been over years ago if we would love them both. Yes. Yeah. It's If, if you're just tuning into the conversation, this is Chris Moats. You're listening to Faith and Politics. We are in Respect Life Month, and I'm visiting with Leslie Unruh, the founder of the Alpha Center, a pregnancy help center in Sioux Falls. It's just a really compelling, um, really compelling mission a mission of love, a mission of healing. Leslie, one of the things that I think people are struck by as they learn about Alpha's mission is that it's not just about 
getting the baby born and then see you later. Mm-hmm. Right. Tell right. us a little bit about how Alpha walks with mothers and fathers mm-hmm. for years yes. after birth. Yes. It's that's the best part. Oh, I tell you, I this year's really been it's been a little tougher because I think of the lawsuit with Planned Parenthood and everything, but I I think God has just brought these babies back mm. so I can meet them as older as adults and a baby that had a baby (laughs) and to see them loving on Alpha Center and and so grateful for their lives. And I met one young man who he said, I was, you know, I'm a Navy SEAL and I got to protect the president. And there's so many exciting things that you just, every single one of us, the mold is broken. God Mm. breaks the mold with every single one of us. Mm. So unique. And to see these babies come back and to see the legacy that yeah. they have already yeah. is so exciting. And that's what keeps me really going. Sometimes people say, well, how do you do it? I think the thing in this is to do is to last. Yeah. Then you can see all these blessings yes. of what comes. But it's hard because you want to reach out and you want them to understand how important life is. But sometimes they don't choose life. Yeah. Sometimes it's a Friday and you think you're going to have a great weekend and all of a sudden you find out that we just saw one of the clients and they're not, their plan is to abort. And then you got to hold everyone together that's there and keep them there because it's high stress to be in that environment day after day, year after year. And, you know, we're open um, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year that there's a hotline, there's someone there that will answer that phone. And so that takes a lot of people that you really have to be committed. It's not a job. Yes. And there's not a lot of people these days that want to do that. Yes. Yeah. There's, I mean, it's so striking to me that, you know, 30, how many, 37 years after you founded it, it's, uh, we can kind of talk, you know, idealistic thoughts about saving babies and pro-life laws. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to it, it's just, there's a lot of work involved too. A lot of work. A lot of work. Um, and it costs, you know, right. a lot of money to yes. do this also. But if you're faithful, which we've been, yes, it, it always works out. It's, I've asked a lot of stories, yeah. actually miraculous stories. Um, recently we had a young couple come that I had never met and, or I didn't think I'd ever met them but I had met her evidently years ago as a baby. Uh And she had just found out that she had been adopted and that the Alpha Center was the reason she was alive. Oh my goodness. And they wanted to be involved. They want to do something. They want their children to know the story and how important it is. So I think that's the exciting thing for us. Now we get to see all of the fruit of our efforts. And so I tell people just stay involved, stay faithful, and you will see amazing things. Yeah. How true that is. You know, and, and we, you know, the future is yet ahead of us. The Lord is doing doing great things. 50 years following Roe versus Wade, it is mm-hmm. not settled law. No. There are many Americans who are so firmly convinced in the, the sanctity of life mm-hmm. from the moment of conception. As we kind of are entering a new pro-life moment, it feels like, with this big Dobbs yeah. case. We've got a, a, a new composition on the, the high court. Leslie, what are your hopes for the future of the pro-life movement and any you know thoughts or, or tips to offer to those 
thinking about, you know, what the future might hold? Well, I think the important thing is, and I, is to know that if you get a negative test when, the, when a young woman will come, you have to look into her watery eyes and tell her that she wasn't created for what lifestyle she's living at that point. Mm. She was created for something so much better. Yeah. And that we need to tell her the most important sex organ she has is her mind. Mm. And to have that mind and heart connection. Yeah. Just like Jesus said to the woman at the well, go and sin no more. Yes. We have to reach out to this young woman, love her, and believe she can say no. Yes. That she doesn't have to stay in that lifestyle. Yes. And that's, I think, the thing that's unique about us is we do those life skills classes, mm. we speak into their lives, and we tell them that that's not who they are. Yeah. That doesn't even look good on them, what that life is right now. Let's do something different. Let's mentor them. Let's walk them through it. And I think that's what we have to be ready for yep. post-row. Yes. We need to be out in those schools. We need to be talking about abstinence until marriage. Yes, I said the word abstinence. Yeah. Um, it'd be better if we'd actually say chastity yeah. and purity and to teach them. Yes. And we have purity balls. We have God, mom, and me teas. We have what we call father, son timeouts. We yeah. do night to remember. And it's so parents can be the primary sex educator of their child. Yes. And so fathers can talk to their daughters and you have these three precious little girls. <laughs> and I mean, I look at them and think, wow. And in what is, you know, dads need to be dads and we need to teach these dads. And we're pretty excited at Alpha Center because right now we're about really close to being able to have um, men on our staff yes. to do the fatherhood program. Yeah. I've, I've, you were talking about that earlier in the year and um, just to have, Mentorship, you know, there are so many, uh, so many broken homes out there. Yes, a lot of a lot of younger guys, they didn't necessarily have an experience of a good father. Right. So to have that mentorship, I mean, I I just think it's so compelling. The mentorship that you know, I'm reminded of Mother Teresa. Mm -hmm. She said, um, uh, "Loneliness is the it's the new leprosy." Mm -hmm. We're just like super. Yes. We don't have these relationships that are so important to forming us, and and Alpha Center is committed to like. We're all about relationships. relationships. We yeah. really are. And I, I think that people should start to prepare and South Dakotans should start to prepare for post-row. And that's the kind of thing that really probably keeps me up at night. Say a little more about that. We've got about 30 seconds left, but um, let's We all have to do more than just say abortion's wrong. Yeah. And when these young women are there, we need to be ready. We need each home, each family needs to say, what is pro-life going to look like when Roe versus Wade is going to be overturned? Yeah. And it is. Yes. And so each one of us are going to be very busy yeah. with helping those young women in crisis. And we need to be thinking about that right now, family to family. Yes. Well, Leslie, where can folks go if they want to learn a little bit more about Alpha Center and what it does? Well, they can go to our website. Um, they can go to the abstinence.net website also if they want to learn about abstinence until marriage and, yeah. and about chastity and purity. But they can go to the alpha.org. Um, Alphacenter.org uh, yes. and abstinence.net are yes. two great places to yes. visit. And I know you've got a presence on at least Instagram, but I think Facebook and maybe some other social oh, media yes, outlets too. Oh, yes, we do. So. Well, Leslie Unruh, thank you so much for joining us on Faith and Politics. And thank you, dear listeners, as always, for tuning in. If you have feedback, comments, critiques, tell us what you want to hear in the future, you know where to go, sdcatholicconference.org. Click contact us, drop us a line, 
Until next time, live well. Live well.